Welcome to the Global News Update. This is the show bringing you cultural commentary from a biblical perspective. Let's start with our first news item, and this is, of course, the coronavirus. It is impossible to get away from this at the moment. Really, all other news has been put on hold or on the back foot, at least, as the world is now locked down due to this global pandemic. I don't want this whole podcast to really be taken up with the corona and related issues because we could easily do that. There is much to be said, much being debated about the effectiveness of the lockdown, about social distancing, some people arguing that the government is overreaching with its power. This is a a hint into how a future totalitarian regime might use its power when people are scared. The media coverage is being talked about. All of these things are good conversations that, that we do need to be engaging in. I just don't want to take up the whole podcast with them. But we will look at a few articles to do with the coronavirus. But maybe ones that offer a slightly different slant. So the first one is to do with the organisation Samaritan's Purse. They are a Christian humanitarian relief organisation run by the Billy Graham Evangelistic Society. They send medical professionals and teams to disaster-stricken areas all over the world, and they have been very active in the COVID-19 situation. Let me play my our first clip. This is Franklin Graham, who heads up Samaritan's Purse. Hello, I'm Franklin Graham. Right now, the entire world is uh, feeling the effects of the coronavirus. Thousands of new cases are being reported each day. Samaritan's Purse first responded by going to northern Italy, just uh, south and east of Milan. And we set up uh, our field hospital to help them in their hour of need. But we are also deploying here uh, in New York. The people of New York have been the hardest hit in the United States so far. It has overwhelmed the medical facilities there in the city. And so Samaritan's Purse is there. And as we always, we go in Jesus' name. Now, you see, this is the situation. And it's one that if we pay careful attention, we can see the the intolerance of those who uh, sort of tout themselves as being the most tolerant in society. So Samaritan's Purse set up a field hospital in Italy, but they've also set one up in Central Park in New York. And this field hospital has seen protesters uh, protesting their presence there. Why? Not for helping the sick, but because they are making their doctors and people who volunteer their time freely for them sign a Christian statement of faith. That is the reason they are being protested. Dr. Michael Brown, writing for The Stream, comments, Samaritan's Purse, which selflessly serves the sick and hurting worldwide, is opposed because their statement of faith is Christian. What on earth has happened to our society? And writing in the New York Post, Bob McManus points out that Samaritan's Purse makes its mission and message loud and clear. Quote, Why did you come? asks its website. The answer is always the same. We have come to help you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And this is where the problem is. This is what the real issue behind this is. These are people who are coming to serve in the name of of the Lord Jesus Christ. McManus continues in his article, and this is in a slightly sort of sarcastic style of writing there. He says, Gotham's chief executive, referring to to New York mayor, he says, Gotham's chief executive this week might have accepted with some grace an offer of assistance from a crisis-tested, devoutly Christian emergency relief organisation, but he gave it the fisheye instead. 
It seems that in Blaisville, evangelical Christians, armed with tons of the sophisticated medical equipment so sorely lacking in the city right now, plus the expertise to use it, are presumptively suspect and are perhaps to be expelled. Thus it was with Samaritan's Purse, the unapologetically fundamentalist rolling rescue squad, perhaps best known for the Ebola clinics it established in West and Central Africa over the past decade. End quote. The mayor, Bill de Blasio, mayor of New York, he said this when he found out that Samaritan's Purse might be Christian. He said, quote, I, I said immediately to my team that we had to find out exactly what was happening. Was there going to be an approach that was truly consistent with the values of New York City? And this is an enlightening quote here. Listen to what he's basically saying. This is the issue. You see, it's not about tolerance or any of these nonsense words that get thrown around today. This is plain and simple about shutting down the viewpoint of another people. Even Christians who are risking their lives to save others without respecter of persons, they offer their help to anyone who needs it. They are not welcome because they are doing it in the name of Jesus. This is a wake-up call for all of us who think that we can sort of free wheel in this world at the moment. But Dr. Michael Brown finished his article with these words of warning. That is how far we have fallen, and we dare not ignore the handwriting on the wall. After all, if a Christian humanitarian organisation can be protested during a pandemic for affirming biblical values, what will happen to churches and ministries during times of health and prosperity? And that is a real warning for all of us in the world today. The next article I want to bring your attention to is from Premier Christian News. And it is an article that shows the fact that Bible sales are increasing around the world during this pandemic. Bibles are flying off the shelves as people search for hope. Uh, book sales data provider Nielsen Bookscan said that the biblical and liturgical text had been rapidly climbing the charts in recent weeks. Similar with American publisher Lifeway Christian Resources, they've experienced a 62% sales increase compared to this time last year. Uh, Tyndale Publishing, the faith-based publisher, they've also said they've seen an increase in Bible sales. Jim Jewell, the communications director for Tyndale, he said, It's not surprising that people turn to the comfort and clarity of the Bible in times of trouble and uncertainty. Amen. Elsewhere, the New Statesman ran an article. The title was How Coronavirus is Leading to a Religious Revival. Let me quote a couple of parts of this article. They say, as COVID-19 reminds us of life's fragility, an increasing number of people are turning to faith and spirituality. The fact that Bible app downloads shot up in March globally is one indication of this. The top English language Bible on Google Play and App Store was installed almost 2 million times, the highest amount ever recorded for March, according to app figures. Similarly, one of the UK's largest online Christian bookstores, Eden, has seen physical Bible sales rise by 55% in April, while Google searches for prayer and Christianity have skyrocketed. Now that's a real blessing if people are getting Bibles out into the world. We know the word of God goes forth. It never returns void. It's living and active and it's powerful. So this is something to be uh, praised and something that we hope uh, we see continue during this crisis. Uh, also in this New Statesman article, they quoted from Nikki Gumbel, who was the, uh, the pastor of Holy Trinity Brompton here in the UK of Alpha fame. He's quoted as saying this, There are no distractions. There's no football. There's no sport. There's no entertainment. 
people have time to hear the gospel. And indeed, I'd agree, never in modern history have so many people been sanctioned to their homes with not much to do. And as we see, many are turning their thoughts to God. We pray that the Lord would raise a harvest from this. Let's go to our our second news item, and we are heading over to Africa now. As uh, you may not be aware, but Africa and parts of the Middle East have been plagued by swarms of locusts. Let's play clip two. The United Nations says locust swarms are threatening the food supply of millions. They've devastated thousands of crops as they move across parts of Africa. So here we have plagues. We have the pandemic of COVID-19. We have locust swarms all around the world. This is one of the reasons, again, why people are asking questions, as this all does sound rather biblical, a little bit apocalyptic. A lot of people are asking, is this in the book of Revelation? We do need to be careful making sensational claims for these things because plagues and they've been part of human history since the fall of man really but um, I'm not going to discount that there is a divine purpose in this they are a recurring reality of human existence in a falling world but God is still God and sometimes when the world is shaken we need to reevaluate our priorities and make sure we are ready We need to be ready for the coming of the Lord. We need to fix our eyes on Jesus, turn our hearts and minds towards him. We need to understand again afresh that we cannot take anything with us. We need our souls to be safely in the care of a loving God. Let's head over to North Korea now. There are some uh, unusual reports coming from North Korea. The leader, King Jong-un, is in fact missing There's been many rumours. He hasn't been seen for about three weeks now. Many rumours circulating about his health. Uh, Some say that he had an emergency heart procedure. Some say that he is dead. Some are worried that he may be come down with coronavirus, which is going to decimate the, the North Korean population. I have seen just very recently that North Korean media outlets have now released a, a video or a picture of him cutting a ribbon at a ceremony to try and sort of quash these rumours. As of yet, it's unconfirmed. Whether this is genuine or an old thing, it's very hard to know with North Korea. Let's listen to clip three. Next tonight, the international mystery. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un has not been seen in two weeks. At the same time, speculation grows over his health. Here's ABC's senior foreign correspondent Ian Panel with what we know. Tonight, where is North Korean leader Kim Jong-un? Rumours and speculation about his health spreading. Now, what we do need to know, understand, is that North Korea is a communist nation. It is illegal to practice Christianity in that nation. Those who do must do it secretly. If they are discovered, they will immediately be executed or often they will be taken to labour camps. And this is a big issue because it is estimated that somewhere between 50 to 70,000 people, maybe more, are in Auschwitz-like concentration cramps. Many of these, unfortunately, will be Christians. North Korea expert Dr. Ronald Boyd McMillan, who works for the Christian religious charity Open Doors, he says his concerns are with believers, as their protection from the disease will not be the priority. The virus may not have reached it because it is a very isolated state, but if they've slipped over from China, then it's possible source of contamination. He goes on, the regime don't care if COVID-19 decimates the population. They only care about the elite. So we need to be praying for our brothers and sisters in North Korea. We don't really know about their numbers, but we know they exist. 
and we need to remember that we should be praying for the persecuted church it says in the book of hebrews as we are in chains with them we're supposed to identify with our brothers in that intimate way and often there's not much we can do except pray so let's do that brethren let's now head over to israel on the 29th of April, Israel celebrated 72 years of independence since becoming a, a nation on May the 14th, 1948, after 2,000 years of exile fulfilling many scriptures in the Bible. Let's listen to clip four. <laughs> Bim dinato haribanit. Lefichach nitkanasno. Anu habrei mo etzetam. Nitgei haishuk haibriba tuationit. Biom siyum hamandat habriti al eres Israel. Utoket sutenu hativit vahistorit. That was the voice of David Ben-Gurion, the first Prime Minister, who was the one who read the Declaration of Independence. That's what you hear being read there. The music behind is a song called Hatikva, that is the Israeli National Anthem. Part of the Declaration of Independence said this. The land of Israel was the birthplace of the Jewish people. Here their spiritual, religious and national identity was formed. And here they achieved independence and created a culture of national and universal significance. Here they wrote and gave the Bible to the world. Now, although the subject of Israel, particularly the modern state, is still a very controversial topic, uh, especially within the church, it is very significant because the Hebrew scriptures, the Jewish prophets, clearly predict both the Jewish people's exile from the land in places like Deuteronomy 28, but also their eventual regathering to the land, again in Deuteronomy 30 and many other scriptures that we could list. In light of these things, we need to be praying for the peace of Jerusalem, we need to be praying for the gospel to go forth in that land amongst all the inhabitants, Jewish or Arab. In light of this, I believe it's quite tragic, I'll share with you one more article relating to Israel, Several groups have expressed dismay after a new Danish translation of the Bible omitted dozens of references to Israel. The new translation, which is called Bible 2020, was published by the Danish Bible Society. It's been said that out of 59 out of 60 references to Israel in the New Testament has been replaced with different words. For example, it refers to the land of Israel as the land of the Jews and the people of Israel as the Jews. And in addition, in Psalm 121, it translates, he who watches over Israel to he who watches over us. That's the Jerusalem, Jerusalem Post reporting there. Now, the Danish Bible Society has defended the translation, arguing that they prepared the translation with an eye towards people who have no knowledge of Christianity and are likely to understand Israel as references to the modern geopolitical state. Now, they may think that's a good defence, but what this is really doing is basically stating that we can have no connection between 
Israel in the Bible and Israel as we see it today. So that is a theological motive that has um, been used there in that Bible translation. And I think we need to repudiate that. It does not mean we agree with everything. It doesn't mean we put Israel on a pedestal. We need to pray for their salvation. That's where we are. So let's now end. I usually like to end the global news updates by recommending a recent resource. It's usually a, a book, but sometimes a video or a teaching that you need to listen to. I'm going to do that now, but it's a slightly different thing. It's something I want you to listen to. It's not a teaching, but we have just come through the Easter and the Passover season. And you may not be aware, but since 1876, it has been a tradition in this country, in the UK, that London's Royal Choral Society has performed the Hallelujah Chorus every Good Friday at the Royal Albert Hall. Since 1876, London's Royal Choral Society has performed the Hallelujah Chorus from Handel's Messiah, and it's a tradition that's only been broken during the Blitz a couple of times during uh, the bombing from the Nazis in World War II. Now, we are in a situation this Easter where we were all on forced lockdown, social distancing. But thanks to the wonders of technology, the, the Coral Society, the Royal Coral Society, have kept the tradition alive during this year's COVID-19 pandemic. And a total of 82 members of the chorus filmed themselves singing their portion of the song in their homes. The videos then were stitched together in YouTube video that premiered on Good Friday at the Royal Albert Hall. So this is from Handel's Messiah, the Hallelujah Chorus. amazing piece of music well that is all we have time for today please engage with us on social media subscribe to the youtube channel and the podcast leave us reviews if you've been blessed by this work this is a listener supported podcast if you would like to support the ministry you can now do that on our patreon page it's patreon.com forward slash theology and apologetics until next time thanks for listening